Alrighty, everybody. Good morning. Guren Ruiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Um, exciting finish to a wobbly game the other night, Wiz, between the Chiefs and the Chargers. But, uh, man, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff going on right now. Uh, I did not expect the landscape to kind of be forming the way it is right now, uh, given what's going on with COVID and rescheduling of games. But uh, nonetheless, that's where we always on this Saturday, which was supposed to be a two-game Saturday, but is only a one-game Saturday. How are you, Wiz? Yeah, doing well. Uh, this playoff situation, you know, being the first week of the fantasy football playoffs, even makes it, you know, any week it would be a headache. But now that the fantasy football playoffs are upon us, is really causing some stress. I know that I've seen, you know, messages in some of these other leagues from people uh, asking for clarity, and the guys running the league are not quite um, responding <laughs> in the. In a, in a way that of any kind of urgency, so uh, I feel bad about that. But I know in some other leagues um, that you know we we're taking as uh, preventive measures as best we can. You know we're going to make uh, moves available on Mondays and Tuesdays. We're going to have people give backups to players as well. So uh, look, you have to evolve. And uh, this situation really is a, a literal hour by hour situation. Yeah, yeah, you don't know when when you turn on whatever your Twitter feed or if you look at Roto World, whatever you use, or ESPN, you use for your sources, who's going to turn up positive. Uh, I think the NFL has, has moved pretty quickly to kind of change the rules for the players that are, in fact, vaccinated in terms of when they can return. I think the biggest thing is, and especially teams are definitely fighting for playoff spots, so they want to give teams a fair shot. And, you know, it's unfortunate what's going on right now, the speed of which Omicron is uh, – is kind of moving through society right now is pretty quick. Wiz, I was wa- walking past an urgent care in, in, in New Jersey this morning. It was 250 people online already. Um, and, you know, this was, you know, nine o'clock this morning. So, you know, it's, it's what, and, and, you know, I think people are being responsible, right? They know they potentially are going to be gathering with friends and family, uh, you know, for whatever events, you know, we see that things are being moved around. And I think uh, people are trying to be responsible about that. But nonetheless, uh, you know, the good thing is it, it seems to be a milder form of COVID at this point in time, which is, is good as you move to a hopefully endemic stage of this uh, situation, but it's where we are. And as Wiz said, you know, you need to be flexible. So, uh, you know, in, in, you, I think giving alternates makes sense, uh, allowing uh, more freedom in terms of your pickups, more days to do so. If you're going to keep your rules the same, shame on you as a commissioner. Uh, I, I really mean that. That's, you, you know, people fight all year long to get to this point. And if you're too lazy to get off your ass and actually change the way things should be done in, in a better way, then, like I said, shame on you in, in that regard. But, you know, I think there are a lot of alternatives you can make. And, you know, Wiz, we had a situation last week where a guy lost Higby, right, the, the night of the game, and, and we allowed him to pick up a cor- uh, tight end in that league for that game. That player went back in the player pool the following week, trying to make it as fair as possible. Everybody's worked really hard to get to this point. There's no reason to kind of sacrifice it if, if we don't have to. I don't know what next week's going to look like in terms of schedule. My, my view is we're probably going to see more cases, so that's the only unfortunate part of things. Uh, but it is what it is, and uh, we, we have to deal with that. And, um, you know, again, we were supposed to have two games today. We only have one game. We're going to have double headers on, on, on Monday and Tuesday. 
but yeah, you, you need to be flexible and, and leagues need to think about this. We talked about this last year. We talked about it this year. Uh, and that's where Wiz, Wiz and I stand on, on this situation. I don't, I don't want to go on too much further, but it certainly makes for a complicated mess, Wiz. It certainly does. So uh, with that said, uh, let's move on uh, to DraftKings. Um, this is a difficult situation itself because of, of what's going on, who you could rely on. If you take a quarterback, are they, are they going to have their number one receiver for the game? So uh, the, the advice I would give to people listening is tread lightly this week. Um, you know, we'll do our best to help people, but I would say, you know, this is a week to really kind of, you know, tread lightly, maybe put a few lineups in just to enjoy it. But, uh, with all the uncertainty, uh, it, it adds to the difficulty of it. So I'll start our quarterback this week. I think Dak Prescott's going to turn things around this week. I think the Giants are a good matchup for him. He always plays well against the Giants. I believe he had 300 yards and a couple touchdowns the first time they played. So I'm going to play Dak Prescott at 6,500. Uh, and further down the line, I I like Justin Fields at 5,500. Um, he's been playing better. The Vikings have been susceptible, um, especially to the opposing team's passing game. So with his, you know he's going to run, and he seems to be getting better combined with the Vikings' poor play against the pass. I like Justin Fields at 5,500, and for many reasons, I'm going to fade Russell Wilson at 6,400. The history that you talked about the first time they played against the Rams with his inability to throw from maybe more than 250 yards in like literally the last five or six years. I forgot the stat that you put up for that one. The fact that I think they're going to run the ball more, the fact that they're playing the Rams, for all of those reasons, fading Russell Wilson at 6,400. Yeah, I think it's a tricky one for, like you said, to kind of. I, I'm I'm probably not going to do much in terms of DraftKings. I'll, I'll take a look at prop bets, uh, which I do have prop bets. I do have a couple of game lines, but it, it's complex. Uh, I'm I'm with you with Dak Prescott. I think this is a game to get healthy for the, for the Dallas Cowboys in terms of their passing offense. I also love Jimmy Garoppolo this week. Wiz um, Elijah Mitchell's not going to play. I, I know we'll probably see Debo Samuel carry the ball quite a lot, but it's just a good matchup against the Falcons. Uh, Garoppolo's playing relatively well, 5,800 bucks. Uh, I could see, you know, all of the playmakers in terms of passing game, having a good game here. Uh, so I like Jimmy G at 5,800 and, and a player that impressed me last week. And I, I actually have a strong view on the game, quite frankly. Uh, it'll, it'll be in my game lines, but I like Davis Mills this week. Uh, he's really low priced at 5,400. He looked very, very good. Uh, the passing game for, for Houston looked, looked excellent. Um, like I said, I have, I have a strong view on that game in terms of uh, game lines, but I like Davis Mills here. I'm fading the couple of guys up at the top, Wiz. I want to see a game without Kyler Murray, without DeAndre Hopkins, and kind of him coming back. So I don't know what that game is going to be like. De- Detroit has tended to be in most of their games uh, and played it competitively, but I'm going to just shy away the price point. I'm, I'm also going to shy away from Josh Allen, uh, you know, he was in a walking boot most of the week. I, 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 I want to, I don't know, I'm a little bit uh, a little bit nervous about Buffalo th- this week. I know the matchup looks pretty good on paper. I could see that being a very low-scoring affair uh, against Carolina this week, Wiz. All right. So why don't you take us out of running back? Yeah, so uh, if Miles Gaskin's playing, I, I like Miles Gaskin. I really stayed away from the top of the running back board, really. And there's three guys I like this week. I like Miles Gaskin. I, I think uh, I think Wilson from uh, from uh, from San Francisco is going to have a good game. And I really like Donta Foreman from the Tennessee Titans this week. Pittsburgh's defense is 
is a cream puff defense all of a sudden. Uh, and I like Dante Foreman. You know, these are all not expensive players, kind of in that 6,000 to 50, 5,500 level. I'm going to continue to stay away from Aaron Jones. Uh, you know, right now, those two guys are splitting, splitting workloads or snaps, if you will. Um, I faded Joe Mixon last week. He didn't look quite right. I'm going to stay away from him again. And the other guy I'm staying away from Wiz because he's fumbled the ball now six times this year. And I'm not sure that Ron Rivera's really got much patience at this point in time. But, you know, Antonio Gibson, as talented as he is, I think he's too high priced and too much of a risk um, in, in, a, in a situation where Washington needs to protect the football. Yeah, um, so similar thoughts. I, I, want, I want to save my value uh, at running back. So I'm going to play some of the lower price guys. I have um, Gaskin on my list as well. He played terrific 100 yards offense against the Jets the first time around. Jeff Wilson, this is Jeff Wilson last year at this exact time is when he won leagues for people. So we may see this again in week 15. Um, Nick Chubb, I didn't see a price on him yet, but I don't care what the price is on him. I'm going to play him as well. And I like Ramondre Stevenson is going to be highly owned, but he's 4900 So at that price, you really can't pass him out with Damian Harris being ruled out for the game. And the two players I'm going to rule, I'm going to fade Joe Mixon as well at 7200 And Miles Sanders um, has, uh, I don't know, 130, 140 touches, zero touchdowns. Um, he's at 5800 I don't know. He's coming back, but I'm not quite sure. So how it's going to play. I'm sure you'll see Boston Scott and Gainwell. So I'm fading Mixon at 7200 and I'm fading Miles Sanders as well at 5800 all right, fantastic. All right, Wiz, why don't you uh, take us out of wide receiver? So here's where I really want to pay up. I want to pay up for Chris Godwin at 7,600. Um, I just think it'll be the same thing. Lattimore will be battling against Mike Evans, and you know Godwin is just getting so many targets, so many catches, and Brady has so much confidence in throwing them bubble screens third down, deep passes, all over the place. It's just Godwin. So I'm, I'm going to pay up for Godwin. I love him this week. To your point about Mills, I want Brandon Cooks. Um, he's the guy that Davis Mills throw the ball to, throws the ball to early and often. He had uh, 135 yards of receiving the first in week one against the Jags, so I like him. Uh, Van Jefferson seems to be uh, an ascending player that Matt Stafford has confidence in, so I'm going to play him at 5,600. And the last guy further down the list is I want some of Gabriel Davis at 3,700. He's going to be an every-down player in this game against Carolina and uh, has been playing well, so that's good enough for me. And I'm going to have to fade a player that I really, really like. I'm going to have to fade Terry McLaurin this week. He's banged up. Then, furthermore, he's probably going to get Darius Slay, who's been very, very good this year. Um, Kyle Allen, I think, is going to be quarterbacking this week. It's definitely not going to be Heineke. So, for all of those reasons, my feet of wide receiver uh, is a pretty easy one for me. Terry McLaurin, 6,800. Yeah, I, I, I'm right with you there with Terry McLaurin. I, I just I'm not sure of the player's health, and we know the situation. A quarterback is murky, and you mentioned the Darius Slay aspect of it too. So agreed on all of it. I, I'll, I'll tell you, Wiz, I am staying away from all Denver Bronco wide receivers. I just you know, the more I look at this situation, you know, they're not even I, none of those guys are actually producing anything. I think Teddy. 
Bridgewater's play has not been exciting at all. But staying away from all those players, and the other guy I'm staying away for is Stefan Diggs. Like I said, I, I'm a little bit uh, skeptical about Josh Allen this week. It's, it could be a stingy-type game. That Carolina defense is good. So those are the players I'm staying away from at wide receiver. Guys I like this week, uh, you know, you talked. we both talked about Dak Prescott, but I like CeeDee Lamb at 7,400. Uh, I'm with you that I don't mind paying up either. Debo Samuel, 8,200. He's going to carry the ball. I think he'll be a big part of the offense against Atlanta this week. This is a team on the rise. The San Francisco 49ers are playing very, very well. I also love Deontay Johnson at 7,500. Tennessee doesn't really stop the pass that well. If you want to move down to kind of some lower price guys, last week I told you to, I wasn't really keen on, on Justin Gage doing a lot, but I like him in this ballgame, 5,800. Uh, I'm on St. Brown. He's become a big part of this offense. He's gotten over 10 targets a game in the last couple of weeks. 5,200 against Arizona in a game where they're probably going to play from behind. And the last guy in that same game, I thought A.J. Green looked terrific last week. There's no DeAndre Hopkins now. And at 4,900, to me, that's uh, considerable value uh, at the wide receiver position was. Yeah, I can't. You know, I would not try and talk you off any of those guys. All of those guys have been playing well and figured to get a, a good amount of targets. So uh, with that said, uh, what are you looking at tight end this week? Yeah, to me, I'm looking right at the top. I'm paying up for Kittle. He's on fire. Uh, I'm paying up for that player. I talked about the Denver receivers. They're not playing well, but the tight ends are, and I like Noah Font at 4,400. I don't really have any fades at tight end, Wiz, but my break the slate guy will be a tight end. I'll come back to that uh, when we get to it, but I don't have any fades, so I'm going to hand it off to you here at tight end. Yeah, and I have the same thinking. I don't want to fade any of the tight ends because, you know, even though they're highly priced, you know, Kittle has been terrific. You know, Andrews seems to be getting so many balls thrown his way. So I'm not going to fade any of those guys. If you want to play those guys, you know, I wouldn't talk you off them. Uh, but the player that I really want to get some value with at 5,000 is Mike Isicki in his game against the Jets. Um, he was 5 for 50 the first time they played, and that was weird. Jalen Waddle playing and catching eight passes. Um, kind of the two guys that operate in the middle of the field for the Dolphins. Now Jalen Waddle misses the game with COVID. I love Gesicki, DraftKings, player props, the whole works this week. Uh, so Mike Gesicki at 5,000 is uh, my one play standout at tight end. All right, excellent. All right, we'll do. So let's move down to the games this week, uh, game lines. Well, and... we got to get the uh, break oh, the slate guys. Sorry, break the slate guys. So I, I have one. I don't know how many break the slate guys you I have. I have one as well. So you, we were talking tight end, and you said yours was a tight end. So uh, let's hear it. Yeah, if he plays, and at 2,800, we've talked about Davis Mills a couple of times, but uh, Brevin, Brevin Jordan at tight end uh, has emerged as the number one tight end. He's 2,800 bucks. He is questionable coming into the game, but I think if he plays – I like that player at 2,800 in this ball game. I might break this late guy is a wide receiver. Um, he's at a very, very low salary at the wide receiver position, 4,100. And when you use the term break the slate, this guy can really break the slate. I'm going to go with Jakeem Grant for the Chicago Bears without Allen Robinson playing. He made some electric plays in the game on special teams last year and getting him the ball. And I think he's he very well uh, maybe an every down player without Allen Robinson playing against the Vikings, who've been so susceptible uh, to opposing wide receivers. So my break this way guy is Jakeem Grant, Chicago Bears. Tell you what, those a uh, couple of exciting play. He's always been a very exciting player when he was with the Dolphins. They wanted to try to in- integrate him 
uh, into their game plan, and he looked terrific the other night. So I, 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 it's a good sneaky one, Wiz. I don't, I don't mind it at all. I don't mind that one at all. All right. So uh, as far as uh, the, you know, the games, sides and totals on the games, I'm looking at four. Um, I'll give my four, two of them are sides and two of them are unders and overs. So the two sides that I like is one tonight. Um, I think the, the New England Patriots do very, very well against finesse teams. And Belichick likes to kind of take away your number one passing target. But I think the kryptonite to the Patriots is Jonathan Taylor. And I think the Colts are going to bully the Patriots in the same way that the Patriots bully the Buffalo Bills. And I don't think that they're going to have an answer for Jonathan Taylor. I've seen guys like Leonard Fournette get 100 yards against the Patriots. Um, uh, let's see, Kamara got them good. Some of these teams that are able to run the ball against them, they had no answer for them. And Jonathan Taylor is the best running back in football right now. So um, I'm going to take the Indianapolis Colts, and I'm going to lay two-and-a-half points tonight against the Patriots. Um, the Buffalo Bills have not won a game by less than 12 points. I think they're an 11-and-a-half point or 12-point favorite. I'm going to continue with that streak, and I think they're going to take their frustrations out on Carolina tonight, who have, have gone up against the elite teams these last couple of weeks. And I don't think Carolina and Cam Newton can do anything that – Belichick did two weeks ago and what Tampa Bay and Brady did last week. So I like the Bills laying 12. The other two games, I like the totals. No, Every game the Vikings have played on the road this year, there have been 47 or more points scored in the game. The under and over is 44 and a half. I know people look at the Bears' offense as sluggish and all of that, but I'm still going to take over 44 and a half in the Vikings-Bear game. And I know earlier this year I had the same theory with a Lions game at home where the Ravens came in there and I predicted it was going to be one of these sleepy games and it ended up being 19-17. And I'm predicting the same thing for Sunday with Arizona. I'm loving Arizona Lions under 47.5 after that emotional game against the Rams. Next week, they're home to the Colts, the Cardinals I'm talking about. I think this is going to be kind of a sleepy 1 o'clock game for the Cardinals, and I love under 47.5. All right, excellent, Wiz. Uh, I, I like the analysis. It should be, you know, it's it, this time of the year, uh, we, we know this happens, right? Uh, thing, weather gets colder uh, in a lot of places. So if you look at over-unders, they're all, you know, on the lower side. Uh, you know, as we get outside, there's not as many indoor games, uh, and, and you're seeing that play out. Uh, nonetheless, I have two games. One is going to be uh, a two a two gamer, a two uh, a two unit play. Uh, I actually think it's. Uh, my strongest feeling of the year that I've had. How about that? So, and it's a game where two of the worst teams in the NFL are going to be squaring up against each other. Uh, but I just have a feeling about what's going to happen in the post urban Meyer era. Thank God it's over. Uh, but I really think the team will respond well. I thought Houston, like I said, Davis Mills looked pretty good uh, last week. That over-under is 39.5. They're going to be playing in very, very sublime conditions uh, at Reliance Stadium. And I love the over. It's a two-unit play, 39.5 between the Houston Texans and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, I feel really confident about this one. So that's my one That's my one over-under game. And I'm right with you on the Bills, Wiz. I think they're going to take out a lot of frustration on 
on this Carolina Panther offense in particular, which is really struggling without Christian McCaffrey, you know, shuttling into the quarterbacks. Uh, I know we're coming into a game where Josh Allen's not 100%, but uh, nonetheless, going, going to Buffalo is not an easy task. I think right now the line sits at minus 12. I like the Bills given those 12 points. Uh, I'm right with you there. That's going to be a one-unit play. All righty. So in terms of player props, why don't you uh, take us out? And, uh, you know, uh, a lot of these are not out yet um, due to, you know, various reasons. Uh, You know, you're not quite sure about the personnel and all of that stuff. COVID injuries, uh, different things. So, you know, we we could give the ones that we know are out and ones that are going to be coming out and talk about all of them. So uh, with that with that said, how many are you looking at? Yeah, I have seven for the games, uh, which would include t- tonight and tomorrow. I actually don't have any in the ones tonight, but uh, what's out for tomorrow, I have seven of them so far. I think Wiz will probably end up doing either one podcast for the four games on Monday or Tuesday or maybe even one each day. So I'm going to stay away. There are a couple of prop bets that I like for those games. Uh, they're not quite out yet. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait before talking about that. So I have seven for, for, for the games currently listed for today and tomorrow. All right, go at it. Okay, so uh, we talked about Dak Prescott. 278.5 is his yard total for this week passing. I'm going to take the over for Dak Prescott uh, in a game where, you know, both Ezekiel Elliott and, and Pollard are a little bit nicked up. I can see this, you know, really going through the air a little bit more against the Giants, who are very susceptible at this point in time defensively. Um, until I get proven wrong, I'm going to continue to fade Zach Wilson yardage. It's 211.5. The Dolphin defense, they are a. a Pretty good defense, so he travels down to Miami. It'll probably be kind of humid conditions down there. I just think without those weapons, it'll be a lot of dinking and ducking. Down the field weapons, more dinking and ducking. No Elijah Moore, no Corey Davis. I don't know why that line's over 200. I really don't, so I'm going to fade that one. Um, While we're on unders, I'm going to fade Saquon Barkley yardage, 52.5 rushing yards against Dallas Cowboys. Dallas defense, uh, actually against the rush, is one of the better defenses, top five in the NFL. Uh, Saquon Barkley and the Giant offense are just a disgusting mess, so I'm staying away from that. Um, Wiz, until I get proven wrong on this one, I think it's six games in a row and maybe eight out of the last ten, but Mike Evans against the New Orleans Saints, it doesn't really work very well. Lattimore is the guy that really will be attached to Mike Evans. He'll get a lot of help as well, but four and a half catches. He has not touched that total in the last six games, all below four and a half. I don't know why the line is what it is, but I'm going to fade at under four and a half catches for Mike Evans. Uh, I'm going over 67 and a half yards receiving for C.D. Lamb. I mentioned A.J. Green, over 53 and a half yards receiving for A.J. Green. I think Kittle's total is too low, 68 and a half. He's playing, he's, he looks like, you know, like, again, like when we think about Kelsey, when he's on his game, over 68 and a half for Kittle, uh, yards receiving, I like that. Uh, so those are the seven uh, prop bets that I have for the games tomorrow. Is Yeah, so, you know, some of these are not out yet. I'm going to take the under Leonard Fournette rushing. Nobody runs the ball against the Saints. The fact that they think to Taysom Hill, a little bit more time of possession, and I think Brady is going to be able to throw the ball. And then Fournette's kind of like has that sore ankle if the Bucks get a, a good lead in this game, um, I think, which very well may happen. You just may see a little bit more of a timeshare with Ronald Jones. So I'm going to go under rushing yards for Leonard Fournette. Uh, and then as far as all the games are involved on, on just the Sunday games, the other one that I am so confident in is double dipping on Gusecki, who 
this is just a perfect storm. The Jets have just been so terrible against the tight end. Um, and Gusecki working that middle of the field without Jalen Waddle, I think is just going to feast on the Jets. So I'm going to double dip on Gusecki when that line comes out. I think the yards out. The receiving yards is out already at 45 and a half. I'm going to take over, and I'm going to take over receptions on Gusecki. Those are the three that I feel most confident about <clears throat> regarding the games on Sunday. All right, good stuff. And, you know, again, unfortunately, because of the situation we're in, not all the lines are out, so pay attention to what's going on. I think once you have some clarity, uh, there'll be a lot more information out there, and people will have some some from, from more to select from, uh, but right now it's a little bit on the uh, narrower side, uh, given given everything that's going on. With and I'm going to take yeah, I just I'm looking at it, just one more the the Broncos secondary has been very very susceptible to the deep pass and to Joe Burrow. There are two receivers that he throws deep passes to, both of them multiple times a game, over 38 and a half. Longest completion of the game, Joe Burrow. I think he's going to hit either T. Higgins and or Jamar Chase and hit that bet. So I'm I'm liking that one as well. So that's another one to play. Joe Burrow is the one that I have not played all year on the longest completion uh, of the game. I'm going to go over 30 and a half yards. All right, good stuff, Wiz. Well, good luck on all this stuff, everybody. Uh, again, you know, pay attention. Hopefully you can uh, talk some sense. If you're, you are the commissioner in your league, make sure you're uh, thinking, you know, uh, open-mindedly about the situation. Wiz and I have been very clear about that. Uh, good luck to everybody in the playoffs. It's likely, like I said, that Wiz and I will either be back both days, Monday and Tuesday, given the situation, or we may just do one show. We'll, we'll see what happens. But we'll wish everybody luck on that. Uh, any parting words, Wiz? No, just, uh, you know, hopefully all the games are played. Um, most of the key players who right now are kind of like uh, their status is up in the air actually do play because, look, everyone's competitive when it comes to fantasy football, but you want to win or lose based on who has the better team. You don't want to win or lose because the guy you're playing has his two or three best players out due to COVID and either has nobody or he has to put in somebody that is a, is a poor backup. And this, this is the difficulty of it. So, like I said, you want to win or lose based on who has the best team. Uh, yes, good words, Wiz. Words of wisdom. All right, Wiz. Well, good luck. Uh, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Uh, enjoy the weekend, and good luck, everybody. And uh, we'll come back to you early next week. You got it. Thanks a lot.